Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. You know, last few weeks I've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen? And in the, the first week I was laying the foundation down about the Holy Spirit. I was laying it down in such a way that I wanted us to understand that the Holy Spirit is activated in our lives. I wanted us to understand in the first week that, that, that whatever Jesus Christ did, it was only because the Father was dwelling in him. Amen? Amen? The Bible said in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, it says that the Father was dwelling in him. And that the, it was the works of the Father. When Jesus was healing people, it was the works of the Father. Amen? We were just looking at it on the outside, but the Bible said that Jesus Christ, excuse me, was tempted in every way yet without sin. That's why the Father was able to dwell within him. But the Bible also said that when the, Jesus said, now when I leave, I shall send you the comforter or the helper. Amen? And he shall remind you of everything that I've told you. So, so what is Jesus Christ saying? He's saying, I know you're going to need help. Amen? Amen? He said, just like the Father was dwelling in me, the Holy Spirit is going to be dwelling in you. Amen? And, and, and the Bible teaches us, the Bible, the Bible instructs us in such a way that Jesus said, now this, if you, want to, if you want the power of the Holy Spirit, if you want the power of God, he said this. Turn the key on. He said, to love me and love my commandments. Amen? See, see there, there, there's something about God. When he instructed Moses, he instructed Moses, and he said this, and Moses, Moses' covenant was a conditional covenant. He told Moses, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's what he told Moses. So it was a condition that he told Moses. And then he told Moses at the same time, because you did this, I bought you out of Egypt, out of captivity. What the Holy Spirit is in our lives for is to bring us out of captivity, bring us out of Egypt. We all have our own Egypts in our lives. Amen? But the key is this. The key is knowing God for yourself. The key is understanding where God is in your life. Amen? Last week, we, we talked about the different characteristics and so forth of the Holy Spirit. Because I was talking about that we get saved and then all of a sudden we raise our hands up and we want to go lay hands on folks and, 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 and wonder why they're not getting healed and so forth. But because God has a sense of order. Amen? 
God has a, such a sense of order is that I was reading last week when we were talking about the characteristics. We we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We was in, 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 in Isaiah chapter 11. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, he said uh, that the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might and the, and the, and the, and the, and the fear of the Lord. Amen? See, Jesus Christ walked in these. Amen? This is what Jesus walked in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen? Jesus humbled himself to the Father's will. See, there's something about humility. Amen? See, when we humble ourselves to the Father's will, then God is able to work in our lives. Amen? See, Jesus made the statement. He said, Father, let not my will be done but yours. This week, I want to continue to talk about the Holy Spirit, but now we're going to talk about some of the different gifts or the different gifts that God has given us. Amen? But then I'm going to give you a how to put the power of those gifts into work. Amen? So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to start at verse 1. Because now we know the characteristics of God, the characteristics of his spirit. Amen? I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Immediately, the Bible is teaching us something right now. He is telling us to walk worthy of your calling. Amen? With, with all loneliness and gentleness and long-suffering and bearing with one another in love. That is such a key of walking in the Holy Spirit. It's bearing with one another in love. Endeavoring to keep unity of the spirit in, in the bond of peace. There is one body. I want you to listen to this. One body. One spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling. Verse 5. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God, the Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. Did we see any kind of separation in this? You see, God, God wants us to understand that when we are filled with his spirit, it is one. It is not separate. When we start separating God, that's when we lose the power of God. Amen? Verse 7 reads like this, and I really want you to get a, a good grip of it. It says, but to each of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Amen? But to each of us, grace was given. Grace was given to everyone. Amen? According to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he, he led captivity 
the captive and gave gifts to men. See, the gifts that God has given us through the Holy Spirit is for us to act, be activated down here on the earthly realm. Amen? See, what, what ends up happening sometimes is this, is that we end up getting a gift from God and misbusing it. Amen? He's saying he gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended to the lower parts of the earth? He who descended far above the heavens that he might feel all things. Now here's the key. The gifts. Here's the key. And he himself, listen to how the, the Bible is, is, is instructing us. The Bible is saying that he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. These gifts that were given to men through the Holy Spirit was for the body of Christ. Not for individual efforts. Amen? I know I'm stepping on a lot of toes this morning, but, but I'm just telling you the truth. See, what happens is is that a certain man or certain people will, be, will, will, will have a gift from God and they will abuse it. God did not give men these gifts to be abused. God gave uh, men these gifts in order to edify the church, to build up the body of Christ. Amen? The Bible said equipping the saints. If I want to stop there for a minute, equipping means to give you something, right? So, so, so what God is doing right now is this, is that he's equipping you this morning. I'm giving you a word and he's equipping you. He's, he's saying, take this word, you go back, study yourself to be approved. I'm giving you something this morning that will help you in your everyday life. Equipping. Amen? Amen? Those of you who have certain gifts, some people have like Shelby, she has a gift for singing. I can't sing. But God has blessed her with that gift and she edifies the body of Christ by doing praise and worship. Amen? Amen. When she was doing it in, in Acapulco, when she was singing that, I'm talking about it. To me, it was just beautiful because I felt her heart. Amen? That's a gift. Amen? So, so we have to understand that each and every person has a different gift. And when God administers that gift, he's asking you to use that gift to edify and build up the body of Christ. Amen? Amen? But what we all want to do is we all want to be an apostle. 
We all want to build. That's what apostle means, to build something or, or to start something, to build. We all want to be a, an evangelist. Or, or we all want to be a prophet. Why? Not understanding that, that God has given you the particular gift in your life. What you have to do is find out what that gift is. You find out what that gift is, then you'll be able to walk in it freely. You ever see somebody struggling to do something? Because that ain't their gift. That'd be like me, Shelby up there singing, and I go grab the mic and I want to sing next to her. That's not going to work. Amen? I can't sing. I know that's not my gift. I want it to be, but I wish I could sing. Oh, you guys just don't know. Amen. But, but I know that's not my gift. And I don't try to force it on anybody else. Amen? Bible says in and some to be pastors, y'all just don't know how hard it is to be a pastor. You, most people think being a pastor, you're getting up here doing what I'm doing right now. Wrong answer. <laughs> Say that again. Wrong answer. Being a pastor is more than just sitting up here for 30 minutes on a Sunday. It's the administration part of it. It's making sure that when you walk in here on Sunday that you got heat. It's the other facets of the ministry that, that, we, that, that you have to continue to build, even though you might not see it. Sometimes being a pastor is just walking by faith and not by sight. We have to understand that, that God has a particular gift for particular men and women, and we can't just run off and say, I want to do this. Be sure. Well, I got saved, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm speaking in other tongues, and I know God wants me to be evangelist uh, uh, Johnson uh, 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 Gilbert. Okay. In God's sight, you still evangelist Johnson Gilbert. But you have no power. See, God works, when God works to do something, something happens behind it. Amen? It says, for edifying the body. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 through 31. Amen? See, this week, I'm, 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 like I say, I'm, I'm laying something down because, because next week I'm going to finish this series next week. But I'm going to show you something in the mighty name of Jesus about a man who walked in all five gifts, all five folds of the ministry and never preached a day in his life. Mm, interesting now, isn't it? 
that God was with him because he was doing everything that God wanted him to do. Amen? And, and God knows is that when you come to him, he wants you to be able to walk freely in him. Amen? Verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 27. And now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church. Hmm. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. And after that, miracles. Then gifts of healing and helps and administration and variety of tongues. Hmm. You see that? Bible said that God has appointed these for the church. I'm going to say that again. God has appointed these for the church. Somebody sees the word apostle. Well, I want to run. I want to be apostle. I want to be first. I, I want to be top of the list. Can't save a cow. But I want to be an apostle. Hmm. I want to be a prophet. When I was growing up, I used to hear the term from my grandmother and, 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 and those who were in the church. They used to call them bathroom prophecies. And what the bathroom prophecy was this. You always had somebody that was always giving somebody a prophecy. Then they had people that would run from church to church looking for a prophecy. Well, I was at this church for a month and nobody walked up and prophesied to me. So I guess this ain't my church and I'm leaving. And they're going somewhere else. Then when somebody comes up to them finally and they say, the Lord says, sit down. Oh, that can't be the Lord. See? No, no, I don't think the Lord told me to sit down. Lord says, sit down and go back where you first came. No, that ain't God. But you were looking for a prophecy. Amen? What they're looking for is, well, God said today that you're going to get a Mercedes, a house on the hill, and you're going to get a million dollars in your bank account. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. They get to speaking in tongues and running, and then they go home, and they sit there, and all of a sudden, the next day come, I didn't get the million. And the next day come, I didn't get the Mercedes. The next day come, I didn't get the house. Well, well, Lord, well, what, what happened? Because somebody gave you a prophecy from the delusions of their own mind. That's what the word says in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 19. Amen? 
So, so what am I telling you this morning? I'm telling you that if you want these different gifts in your life, that you have to be sure that they came from God. Amen? Bible says in verse 29, are all apostles, mm, question, are all prophets, question, are all teachers, question, are all workers of miracles. Can you imagine this, is that, is that everybody wants to heal somebody, amen? I heard this pastor say this once, and it, and it resonated with me. Many, it was happens. He said this many years ago. I was listening to him. And he said, he said this. He said, I can't even heal my own children. But I still trust God. See, see, that's when you're standing in his face because you recognize that that's not my gift. And I'm praying for the healing of my children, and I know God is going to heal them. But he said that it resonated in my spirit. It's a prominent pastor. He said, but I can't even heal my own children. That's deep, isn't it? Why? Because he knew how to operate in his gift. Amen? And he was trusting God for the healing of his children. The moral of the story is that his children end up getting healed. Amen? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues and do all interpret? See, and, and that's another thing is, is, that, is that I can't sit up here and speak in tongues for the whole church service without an interpreter. Amen? That's out of order. Amen? Who am I edifying? This myself. Nobody else is getting edified. That's why it's so important that you walk in your gifts and that you know what the order of things are. Amen? I'm getting to it, though. Verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts. But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet, I show you, now this is Paul, right? And yet, I show you a more excellent way. See, this is the part that we forget. Paul is saying that you want all these different gifts. You want to be an apostle. You want to be a prophet. You want to be a teacher. You want to be a pastor. You want the gift of healing. You want the gift of miracles, speaking in tongues. You want to do all these things. Why? Do you want to do all these things? And Paul is breaking it down in such a way that we miss it. He said, yet I will show you a more excellent way. You want to be an apostle? I'm going to show you a more excellent way. You want to be a prophet? 
I'm going to show you a more excellent way. You want to be a teacher? I'm going to show you a more excellent way. You want to be a worker of miracles? I'm going to show you a more excellent way. You want the gift of healing? I'm going to show you a more excellent way. You want to speak in tongues? I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Do you want to interpret? Paul is saying, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. And here's the key. Everybody go like this. Everybody go like this. Here's the key to working in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of God. Let's turn the page. First Corinthians chapter 13. See, we forget this part. We were just reading chapter 12, weren't we? Right? We got down to the end of chapter 12, and Paul said, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Usually we close our Bibles up, go get a cup of coffee, and go on about our business. Right? We forget to flip the page because we think that he's done. Amen? Then we use this particular scripture or this, or this particular chapter, we use this chapter in, in such a way, but we forget that Paul is talking to the people who want these gifts. Because we don't flip the page. We, 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 oh, that's the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <laughs> okay, that's a good read for today. Paul is saying, now I'm going to show you a more excellent way. How to walk in the Holy Spirit. See, that is the key of walking in the Holy Spirit, right? Is that the key? Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I flipped the page. He says, yet I'll show you a more excellent way. I flipped the page. Now, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. Uh, he is saying to us, yes, I may be an apostle. I may be a teacher. I may be uh, uh, miracles of healing and, and, and speaking in tongues, but if I don't have love, I've become a sounding brass and a clinging cymbal. Paul is saying to us right now, you want all these different gifts, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. Verse 2, though I have, now listen to what he says, though I have the gift of prophecy. So you see where he gets this from, chapter 12. Amen? He says, though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and have knowledge and, have, and, and, and though I have faith so, so that I can remove mountains, but not love, I am nothing. 
Paul is making such a strong statement. Here he says, you can have all these spiritual gifts in the Holy Spirit, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. Yes, I'm Apostle, Bishop, Deacon, uh, Johnson, Gilbert. I'm mean as a rattlesnake on a hot June day. No, you can't, you can't come near me because I'm, I'm apostle, deacon, bishop. Ha ha. You see, if, if God has blessed you to be in that position and people are coming to you, they're coming to you for a particular reason. Because they need your love. See, oh, I can't, I can't get to the, I can't get to the apostle right now. I got to go through four channels, three deacons, and 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 and, and Mother Jones. Why Mother Jones? Cause she bringing him lunch. Am I saying that they don't have love? No, I'm saying that. God is saying this, and, and Paul is saying, I'm telling you a more excellent way. That you don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to heal someone. You don't have to perform miracles. All you have to do is love. He said that's the more excellent way than having all these offices. Amen? You really want to work through the Holy Spirit? Then walk in love. Verse 3. No, I'm going to go back to verse 2. I want to say something here. He said the gift of prophecy and understanding all, all mysteries and have knowledge. And though I have faith so that I could remove mountains. See, what is, what is Paul teaching us this morning? He's teaching us that I may have all this great faith that I can, every time I walk into, I can move mountains. I can change situations. but I have no love. So somebody is missing it. Somebody is missing how to learn how to move that mountain out of their lives. Amen? Verse 3. And though I bestow all the goods and feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Let's bring this down to 2023. Though I go to Guatemala and build wells and, 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 and folks get water, though I go to a third world country and I build houses and so forth, and I come back here to the United States mean as a rattlesnake on a hot June day, said the prophets mean nothing. 
I did everything for the show. Oh, you know, uh, uh, Brother Johnson went over to Guatemala for the 10th time, and, and they built 10 more wells, and, and somebody's getting blessed. Don't get me wrong. But he doesn't have love. The Bible said it profits him nothing. Verse 4, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. And love is not puffed up. I always wondered why would Paul put this in here like this? Then I went back to the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and I understood it. Because when you're walking in these different offices or these different gifts, it is so easy to get puffed up. Mm. It's so easy to say, look what I'm doing. Look what I did. Look at all the degrees I got on the wall. It is so easy to puff yourself up while you're putting somebody else down. Love suffers long and it is kind. The key is that love suffers long, is that it didn't say that love was for, but for a moment. It said it suffers long and it is kind. In other words, love is always giving you some encouragement. Love is always building you up. Love is always telling you or you telling someone that, hey, you know, no, okay, you, you, you did this, you failed. Don't worry about that. God got your back. And, and contrary to what others may believe, see, that's why I'm so glad. I, I'm gonna take, can I be honest with you guys this morning? That's why I'm so glad Jesus died for me and not one of them other jokers. Because when Jesus Christ died for me, it was long-suffering. He knew I was going to fall. He knew I was going to go through trials and tribulations. And I, he knew I, he wasn't going to give up on me. Amen? Man will give up on you quick because you don't conform to their thinking. Well, uh, Brother Bill, I got something I got to tell you. Uh, you know, you failed three times since you've been in this church. And uh, Brother Bill, uh, I think we're going to have to excommunicate you. Uh, because we can't have the fourth time. Is that long-suffering? No, is that kind? Hey, Brother Bill, I got you. Come on, man, get up. We, we try this all over again. Don't worry about Jesus loves you too, man. Okay, I know you're struggling, but let's, let's love you out of it. Let's support you out of it. Mm. Bible says love does not envy. 
just because, let me use myself, I got a couple good friends that they um, um, have churches, and, and one, of my, one of my friends, he's got a real prominent church in Houston, and, and so forth, and, and, and about on Sunday morning, he feels the place. I could be like, oh, Lord, why is his church full and, and mine's not? That's envy. Instead of saying what I always do, Lord, I thank you for the ones who are here this morning. I thank you, Lord, for those who are listening online. Lord, I give you praise, honor, and glory right now that I got breath in my body to do what you want me to do. Amen? That's what it means to walk by what? Faith and not by sight. Amen? That's what it means to understand your own place in Christ Jesus. The Bible says love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. Okay. Parade itself. Hey, you know what I did for Miss Johnson and her children and, 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 and Miss Betty over here and her children? You, you see what I did? That ain't love, is it? That's You're looking for the glory. You're looking for the pat on the back. Amen? God did not get any glory. He's looking at you like, okay. That's the way you feel about it? I'm going to show you something. Amen? Bible says, and it's not puffed up. Verse 5, I want to get through this. Verse 5. And the Bible reads, and does not behave rudely, and does not seek his own, and is not provoked, thinks no evil. See, this part right here is selfishness. The Bible is saying that love is not selfish. Amen? It doesn't seek its own. Amen? You know, I, I know I'm kind of segueing a little bit, but my Aunt Juanita and my Uncle Wardell, they were married for 69 years. 69 years. And my uncle Warder, he just went home last year. He, he was at he was ninety seven, and, and uh, Anguinita went a few years before him. But even though he was doing the best he could, and when my sister was going over there to help them out and so forth, is that he did not leave her side. He stayed right there with her. She, she, she was trying to do things all the way to the end until she couldn't do them anymore because she would, by her, by her habit, she would make sure that he would have lunch in the daytime. So Aunt Juanita would get up at a certain time and she would make him lunch or a sandwich or whatever it was and she would go back and lay down. And he would eat the sandwich and he would go back and sit at her bedside. When she went home, my sister said that he was right there 
at her bedside, holding her hand. And they put Anguanita in, in his arms, and he held her while she took her final breath. Love. See, love. Love is powerful. Verse 6, and does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, is that love will always bring the truth. In verse 7, I'm going to get to this. In verse 7, and bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Did you see anything in here where we just read that, that love puts you down? Huh? I didn't read one time where it said, and love will put you down. No, I read that it bears all things. You really want to be an apostle? You really want to be a prophet? Paul is telling us right now that if you don't hold these characteristics, it makes no difference what your office is. He says, believes all things and hopes all things and endures all things. And then here's the key. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, Huh. We don't understand that one sometimes, do we? What do, I don't need y'all to help me out this morning here. It says, love never fails, but whether they are prophecies, they will what? Uh. So, so you can run around looking for a prophecy, but it can fail. But the Bible is teaching us this morning that if we want to walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, love never fails fails. Whether we are tongue, whether we speak in tongues, they will cease. So I can sit up here and speak in tongues all day long. But if it has no power, no Holy Spirit behind it, then they're going to fall away too. He says, whether there is knowledge it will what? Vanish. See, love holds everything together. The Bible is teaching us this morning that if we want the gifts of the Holy Spirit, first we must learn how to love. And then we activate. Remember the key? Then you activate it. The Holy Spirit is going to be activated out of your love. You wonder sometime why somebody went over and laid hands on somebody and you be like, man, they ain't no prophet, they ain't no teacher, they ain't nothing. What's wrong? And they laid hands on them and they were healed. It was because of the love. It was because of their heart. God said, I judge the heart, not the title. Verse 13, 
I'm going to close here. Verse 13. And now abide in faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Amen? The Bible says that the greatest of those is love. Do we really want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? God is teaching us a way to do it this morning. Paul said, I'm going to show you a more excellent way to do it. And he said, it is through love. You want to be an apostle? Learn how to love. You want to be a prophet? Learn how to love. You want to heal somebody? Learn how to love. You want to be a teacher? Learn how to love. You want to be a pastor? Learn how to love. You want great faith to move mountains? Learn how to love. Once we get a hold of the full power of the Holy Spirit and learn the key ingredients is love, not the office. Not the office. Stop looking at people. The man is going to fall. Don't look at me. Please don't look at Greg. Because I'm going to fail you every time. I said that out loud, didn't I? I'm going to fail you every time. Why? Because I'm in my weakness. I'm in this flesh. But one thing I've learned how to do in Christ Jesus, and that's to love you. I've learned how to do that. How did I learn how to love you? Because I had to learn how to love Greg. When Greg was going through a mess, when I was walking through the fields of depression, yeah, oh, happy-go-lucky me, yep, depressed. I was so depressed, I was angry. But God showed me something. He said, Greg, I can get you out of that, but you got to do this. I'm like, what you want me to do? I don't even know who you is. Wasn't that real? There was a point in my life I was so down that I cried out to God and I told him, if you're real, Show me and I'll serve you all the days of my life. I opened up my big mouth. And here I am. Serving him with all my days. Because he showed me that he was real in my life. I'm not telling you something I don't know. But first, he said, Greg, you're going to have to forgive those who trespassed against you. I couldn't even love myself, so how am I going to forgive somebody who trespassed against me? Then all of a sudden, it dawned on me because through the power of the Holy Spirit, God showed me through his word, 
He said, Greg, you were wrong. And I repented. I repented on my face. I repented and said, God, you give me a new heart. I repented and said, God, you take this heart of stone away from me. And through that repentance, God showed me how to love me. Because then I believed that he died upon that cross and redeemed me. That he took all my sins and he washed them away with his blood. He didn't care how many times I fail because love never fails. See? I shall never leave you nor forsake you. Though your mother and your father shall forsake you. Mm. You mean to tell me my mom and my dad will forsake me? They'll let you down every time. They'll do as much as they possibly can, but in the end, only God can do it. Amen? I'm, I'm going to leave you here, but I'm going to finish this up next week in the name of Jesus. Amen? And, and, and I'm going to get your interest, like, like, just like they do on TV. I'm going to give you a commercial. <laughs> next week, I'm going to show you a man that you've read probably a hundred times. I'm going to show you a man who walked in all five folds of the ministry that everybody is trying to get and he never preached. Mm. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you what, how the Bible wants us to act in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you a man who wasn't chasing a title, but changed the world. Hmm. I know y'all think I'm talking about Jesus, right? But I'm not. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about somebody. Okay, we tune in next week. So.